Unity of Farmington Hills, a powerful path for spiritual living. God, I'm sorry. <laughs> Do you hear me now? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm Lois Jones, and I'm the platform assistant today, and I'll be sharing the announcements and the special events with you. And special greetings to our YouTube viewers. We know you're watching. And if you're a first-time visitor here in person, please receive a welcome packet from the usher as you leave the sanctuary. Then please join us after service in the social hall for great conversation and fellowship with one another. Also, enjoy refreshments and the best tasty treats lovingly provided by our fi uh, fabulous hospitality team. Give them a hand. We appreciate you. Today is Giving Sunday. This is the perfect time to give additionally to general tithing or give additionally to the capital campaign. Our giving today further expresses our love and financial commitment to UFH. The women's group will meet today at 11.30 a.m. in room two. Our guest speaker is Laura Compton, who will talk about doTERRA essential oils. Come learn how to use and combine these essential oils for healing. All women are welcome to participate. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Next time. Join Critical Conversations on Zoom tomorrow evening, Monday, October the 9th at 7 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. Go to our website at unityfh.com, click on the Zoom link, and you're in. 
These conversations are transformative. UFH Ukulele Group meets next Sunday, October the 5th, at 11.15 a.m. to 1 p.m. in Room 9. Come play the ukulele and or sing for lots of fun, growth, and excitement. We give thanks for our expanding congregation. We give thanks for our expanding congregation. Please join us for our new member service on Sunday, October the 22nd at 10 a.m. Come support and celebrate our new members. You too can become a UFH member. Go to unityfh.com, click on About Us, fill out the membership form, and click Submit. It's that simple. We welcome everyone to Unity of Farmington Hills with open arms and hearts. Trick or treat. Our annual trunk or treat will take place on Saturday, October 28th at 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. in the parking lot. Hey, you can dress up in your favorite costume, decorate your trunk, and bring lots and lots of candy. Invite your family and friends to do the same with you and join the fun. Our goal is 25 trunks. Over 200 children came for treats last year. And like everything else is increasing, that will probably increase too. A sign-up sheet will be in the social hall for volunteer trunks, other volunteer positions, to donate candy and treats or donate cash to purchase candy. Help support the annual Children's Church Thanksgiving Food Drive beginning Sunday, October the 29th through Wednesday, November the 15th. Please bring boxes for, parking, for packing and donate cans of vegetables. Check your cupboards, you probably got some cans there. Potatoes, stuffing, other dry food, diapers, formulas, etc. UFH member Carl Schluter will present a two-session class entitled Low Flow Direction. Part one is on Sunday, October 29th at 11.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. in the social hall, which where this session will cover background from his book, T-U-S-O-L, The Unseen Stuff of Life. It will also examine the definition, characteristics, and symptoms of outside-in love flow direction. Outside-in flow love direction. <laughs> this class will also be available on Zoom. A love donation is suggested. Part two will be presented on November the 12th. Our annual Veterans Appreciation Day is Sunday, November 5th at 10 a.m. All veterans are invited as we honor and acknowledge you and your service to our country. Our own UFH member, Steve France, will be our guest speaker that Sunday. Thank you, Steve, for your dedication and service to the U.S. Army. Sue Serlin Resnick is the prayer chaplain today and will be available to pray with you after service near the patio doors. Please, please exit the sanctuary immediately after service to allow Sue a quiet space for prayer. To stay abreast of our activities and upcoming events, please visit unityfh.com, check out our Facebook page, or read through the newsletter that's emailed every Sunday. And now, as the music team sings Surely the Presence, let us prepare our hearts and minds for the daily word and our opening prayer. Enjoy the service. Thank you.
Well, good morning, everyone. Now it is time for the reading of the daily word. So if you feel led, I invite you to gently close your eyes or you may keep them open. It's up to you. The daily word for today, Sunday, October 8th, 2023. Together, our affirmation reads, the presence of God unites us as we work, play, and pray together. And our message reads, Joining with others to work makes the job easier. Joining together for fun multiplies the enjoyment. The camaraderie, cooperation, and support of togetherness gives me a boost and brighten my mood. The indwelling Christ presence is alive in all people everywhere. When I work, play, or pray with others, something greater than the sum of our individual efforts and insights results. The divine love that binds us multiplies as we recognize it in one another and give it fuller expression in ourselves. Work becomes more productive, play more enjoyable, and prayer more fulfilling. Together we produce more good work and feel more joy and and happiness than any of us could accomplish on our own. Our Bible verse for today comes from Matthew Chapter 18, verse 20. For where two or more are gathered in my name, I am there among them. Let us pray. So with our eyes gently closed, shutting out the outside world, I invite you to take a deep cleansing breath and bring your attention down into the center of your chest. Tune into a feeling of love and peace. Allow your mind to release the hustle and bustle of this morning. And just settle into a state of just being. As we acknowledge that there is only one power, only one presence, only one activity active in our lives and in the universe. God the good, omnipotent, omnipresent, omniscient. Settle into that knowing that God is always there. That because God is always there, God knows what is heavy on your heart right now. God knows exactly what you need and what you are concerned about. And Lord, we turn it all over to you, knowing that you are perfecting every single thing, every single situation, every single person that concerns us right now. We let it go, and we let God. And we thank you for being that answer. We thank you for being everything that we need. We let go of what we think we know. Open ourselves up to be coachable, to be willing, to be ready, to be able, to hear what it is in your message that we can tuck in our hearts and our minds and our souls and in our actions. And not only to 
understand it, but to live that truth that we know. But in this moment right here, right now, let us just take a little bit of time to just sit in a state of peace. Breathing in deeply, slow, gentle breaths. And as you exhale, release everything that no longer serves you. Let it go and let God. LG, LG. in this world that can do you better than you. There's only going to be one of you from the beginning of time to the end of time, as my father always says, and that makes you so special. Open your heart up to feel that and know that deeply. knowing know that there's nothing you can do to stop God from loving you we lift our hearts our minds this prayer even the feeling of this deep relaxed meditation up into the name and the nature of the indwelling Christ Thanking you, God, for your love that loves us no matter what. And we thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. And so it is. Amen. Let us affirm our statement of being together. God is all, both invisible and visible. One presence, one mind, one power is all. This one that is all is perfect life, perfect love, and perfect substance. I am an individualized expression of God. I am ever one with this perfect life, perfect love, and perfect substance. And now let us affirm our U of H growth affirmation, knowing that it is doing its due. Together, we give thanks for our expansive congregation that fills our halls, sanctuary, and classrooms with seekers and teachers of unity truth, fills our hearts with love and joy, 
and provides us with all of the necessary resources to co-create a loving and compassionate spirit-filled world.
That's one of my favorite, favorite songs. Thank you. Let's give them another hand. I was just sitting there grinning. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <clears throat> oh, my gosh. So, as Lois said, today is Giving Sunday. And um, I was, as I was sitting and preparing for today, the scripture from Malachi came to me, Malachi 3, that's used a lot. Malachi 3, uh, verses 6 through 10. And 10 is usually the one that's used the most. And I was looking at that and realizing that it's very much similar to what we were studying last week, returning to love. It's very much close to it. The message is the same. So it lets you know that God is, was the, is the same as God was in the past, is right now, and will always be. That the message is timeless and always, always, always pertinent to anything you're going through in your life. So today what I want to talk on, the title of my talk is Return to Your First Love, Giving and Receiving in Love. And the scriptures, as I said, I'm going to use come from Malachi. Now, I'm going to compare Malachi with Revelation when we were reading in Revelation. One of the things that I saw in the beginning that was really caught my eye with Malachi is that in the beginning of Malachi, the first chapter, first verse is very much like the first chapter, first verse in Revelations. It says, this is the message that the Lord gave to Israel through the prophet Malachi. And I'm looking at that, and it's really juicy to me. And so I, 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 because it's similar to in Revelation 1 and 1, it says, this is a revelation from Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants the events that must soon ha uh, take place. He sent his angel pr to present this revelation to his servant John. And, wait, let me finish, see if the finish that one. To a servant John who faithfully reported everything he saw, this is his report of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. In both of those, the beginning of both of those messages, we see that the message is ultimately from God. Ultimately from God. In Malachi, um, well, when you go in there where we read with it in the beginning of Malachi, it says that it was given to the Israelites Israel, and it also says that it was given through Malachi. Two things in there matter very much. Number one, Israel represents the people who came from Jacob, the descendants of Jacob, but it also represents something else because Jacob's name was changed to Israel when he wrestled with the angel and his knee was not, um, his hip was knocked out of place. Now his name was changed, which represents that any time our consciousness changes from something where we get a real deep realization and it shifts our walk in this world, there will be a name change somehow. There will be a consciousness, and the name is your nature. Your nature will change. But Israel um, means God's people, ultimately. It means God's people. It means contending with God, contending for God, um, prevailing for God, but it ultimately means God's people. On a deeper level, though, it means spiritual consciousness. So when you read in the Bible and it says Israel, and it's not dealing with Jacob, it means spiritual consciousness. It also talks about Malachi. It says that Malachi was the, the prophet who the message was given to. 
Malachi's name means the messenger. And as we read in the beginning of Revelation, we see that the message came to Jesus, to, uh, to, and, trans, trans, and Jesus gave it, used an angel to give it to John. John's name, of course, means love. And in that spirit of love is where the message was coming. So there's something deep in there that's a connection for us that we're going to see between the two. So I'm going to go to the main part of Malachi that I'm going to use today, and that's in chapter 3, and it'll be verses 6 through 10. And then we'll look at this compared to Revelation, and we'll delve into why this is pertinent for today and also for our church. Because I am so grateful for you all in our church. This is entitled, A Call to Repentance. And it says, I am the Lord and I do not change. Now remember in Revelation, he said, I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. This is why you descendants of Jacob are not destroyed. Ever since the days of your ancestors, you have scorned my decrees and failed to obey them. Now return to me. Remember that that was what was said in Revelation. Return to me. Return to me and I will return to you, says the Lord of heaven's armies. That's important to the Lord of heaven's armies because armies represent a group, an aggregation, a, a group of thoughts in our consciousness. And the thoughts can be either for, um, in alignment with truth or against truth. So anytime there was an army that was going against Israel, in Israel, somewhere in the consciousness, they, the, the uh, thoughts in our mind or the people are out of alignment with God. And the army coming against it, when you look at it on a spiritual level, is the consequences of going against the flow of God, living out of alignment with God. Does that make sense to everybody? So here where it says that this is the message from the, the, army, uh, the, Lord's heaven, the Lord of heaven's armies, is coming in a consciousness of being aligned with God coming into consciousness. They're not, in con they're not aligned at all. And he's saying, return to me and I will return to you, says the Lord of heaven's armies. So when we shift back to God, we step into a consciousness of truth. Does that make sense to everybody? The army of heaven represents the, the consciousness of truth. All of your thoughts are aligned with God's truth. And God will always talk to us from a state of truth, to guide us in a state of truth so that we can live in that truth, that we may be demonstrations of that truth in our life. When we don't, we end up doing what he says next. They ask him a question, but, but, uh, but you ask, how can we return when we have never gone away? Now, they're not being smart with him, with, with God. They're asking because they're thinking their actions are, are already in alignment with God. However, when you read, and I, I, I would um, recommend you reading Malachi. When you read in Malachi up to this point, Israel has been out of exile for a little bit, but they're not truly following the commandments or the offering, the way they're meant to offer or tithe to God. They're not following it. The... the um, Law, according to the Old Testament, was telling them that they were supposed to give their first fruits, but the best of it. And they were giving crippled, stolen, 
and sick animals as sacrifices. They were giving the weakest parts of their crops and keeping the best for themselves. They weren't even living truly in alignment with marriage that was, uh, that was given to them as a way of having that relationship with their spouse. Especially, well, the, women, the men were the ones doing this because back then they could just say uh, somebody cooked something wrong and divorce them and marry someone else. And they were marrying foreigners, which God had told them not to do. So they're doing all of these things that are out of alignment with how the commandments, the covenant, was um, set up for them. And the purpose for the covenant was to keep them, as they were obedient to the law, reaping the benefits of the law. It's not different in the New Testament in the way we're living now, except of the way of the wording is. We in the New Testament still live by the law, but we have relationship with the law. We realize the law is God. And out of that relationship with God, we are blessed by it. And when we go against it, we, we move into the consequences. We receive the consequences of that. And that is what will be considered a curse. As we read further in Malachi, he says, You have cheated me of the tithes and offerings due to me. You, have, you are under a curse for your whole nation has been cheating me. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse so there will be enough food in my temple. If you do, says the Lord of heaven's armies, I will open up, open windows of heaven for you. I will pour out a blessing so great you won't have enough room to take it in. Try it. Put me to the test. Now this is the first and only time you will see in the Bible that I've looked God actually saying, put me to the test. Try me. Put me to the test in this space of tithing. Now, that was important at the time because the Levites, who were one of the 12 tribes of, of Jacob's fam descendants, were the ones who did not have property. They did not have land. They were the priests of the of Israel. They were the ones who would go and serve. They were the ones who were in the temple. They were the ones who would bless and bring in and take in the sacrifices. So there are three types of th tithes that were given. There was the tithes for the Levites, the priests, so that they could eat. And that's what the storehouse was, where they'd put them there and they could eat. And then they would also use the tithes to sacrifice for people's sins, which the, the sacrifices took on the sins, and then they were purified in the name of God. But then there was also the tithes of the feasts that they would have. So they'd bring in tithes for the feast, and every three years they had to give tithes to give out to the poor. And a tithe only meant 10%. It was taxes, 10% of your best animals, your best um, crops, your best grains. It was supposed to be your best. And they weren't doing that. And even when they did give, there was something else missing. Which is why the, uh, God's saying that they cheated. They were cheating God. And that which was missing is what Jesus is talking about when he's talking to the church in Ephesus. In Ephesus, Jesus has a complaint too. And we, it, I mean, in the book of Revelation to the message of the church in Ephesus. We read this last week. We said that Jesus did have a complaint toward the people as well. But his complaint 
was that they had lost touch. I'll read it. This is Revelation chapter 2, verse 4. But I have this complaint against you. You don't love me or each other as you once, as you did at first. Look how far you have fallen. Turn back to me. There we go. Return. And do the works you did at first. If you don't repent, I will come and remove your lampstand from its place among the churches. Now, we read this last week. He goes on to say in verse 7, Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. To everyone who is victorious, I will give fruit from the tree of life in in the paradise of God. Now, the one other part that Israel was missing in the day of Malachi that Jesus shares here is that they were not giving in love. They were neglecting that deep love that they were supposed to have for God. And that's the same now. We have moments even now where when we give, we may not give as we are completely led to give, and we might not give in love. And I'm not just talking about of your tithes, because in the New Testament, Jesus doesn't say anything about tithing. Jesus says, give. And Jesus doesn't say, give is not even a measurement in there of a tenth. It is giving according to your heart. It is giving and knowing that you will reap as you give. It is giving in a way that aligns you with your relationship with God. As a matter of fact, in 1 Corinthians, it says, give in accordance to how you receive, in accordance to how things come in. Now, these are connected because we still are forgetting and we still are cheating God. We still have our moments when we do that. Even in the moments when we write out a check and hand it in, do we stop to bless that check and thank the one who it came from in the first place? Like for real. I thought I had it all. Oh, I, you know what? I was tithing $50 for a couple years every two weeks because I knew that, you know, it, for me that stretched me. I couldn't, in my mind, do a tithe. And a tithe is what is, what is commonly told, said. It's a, it's, a, it's a foundation that gets you into a form of discipline. So I was disciplined for years, giving my little $50 every two weeks. And then about six years ago, I started tithing off my whole gross. And I thought I was doing some business then too, until I started this prosperity class that we've been going through. And I looked at myself, realized, and and in the prosperity class, you guys heard me, and I think Bible study, I mentioned it to you too. I was tithing off the things I was getting in from the income from love offerings and from those times when I was counseling people outside of my, um, the money I get from the church, outside of um, Bible study, meditation, and classes, tithing all of that. And when someone gave me a birthday gift was, was money, I tucked that in my own and, and didn't tithe from it. But I just realized that comes from God too. I was cheating God. I was holding that and tucking it away as if it was given to me only because of me. And it wasn't. It was given to me because someone considered and saw the God in me and wanted to bless me with that. But that person who considered and saw the God in me and wanted to bless me with that, that was God inspiring them to give to me. 
So income was still coming into me from God ultimately. So now I will be tithing from anything that comes in. Because I know it is not mine. As God says in Malachi, it's the same thing in Revelation. It's the same thing as now that was two years ago, 2,000 years ago. Two years ago, too, for that matter. And that is everything is of God. Everything comes from God. You woke up in this, mor- this morning because God woke you up. You did not wake yourself up. I'm just promising you that. You don't tick your own heart. God ticks your heart. Your immune system is aligned and works according to how God created it to work. Every single aspect of you is from God. And when we cheat God, because we are one with God, and because we are one with the law of God, we end up cheating ourselves. When we judge someone and we live in that space of of giving thoughts that don't have love in them, we end up cheating ourselves because the same vibration that we are giving out to someone else, guess who it's coming from? It's you. It's you. Getting mad at somebody, and I'm not going to forgive them. I'm going to hate them, and I'm going to send them some poison. It's like uh, drinking the poison and expecting them to be hurt because the energy is in you, and it falls short a blessing, and we do it even when we don't realize it. And the beautiful thing is, God loves us anyway. But when God is telling Malachi to tell the people of Israel to return to God, God's saying that to us too. We are meant to always be aware of the presence of God, but life happens and we forget. We're not meant to forget. The beautiful thing is, when we do follow, when we do walk in alignment, when we do bless, blessings come our way back to us. Because you become the law, you activate the law of giving and receiving. God says that, oh, uh, bring the store, bring it into the storehouse. And the beautiful thing is, the storehouse isn't just that building, that area in the temple that held all of the tithes that came in. The storehouse is in your consciousness. You are the temple. We are to give of our time, our talent, our treasure, and our temple. That's how we're created to be. We're created to give and we're created to receive. To create the image of the likeness that goes on in our mind. And to be the image of the likeness of God, who gives generously and especially according to our thoughts. I want to thank you guys. Because in this church, I have seen you give and give from your hearts. The volunteers, the volunteer groups, giving from their hearts, joy in the hearts, joy in the faces. The, the, the music team giving from their hearts. No compensation except the joy that you feel when you do it. And then we get to enjoy that joy ourselves. It, it, it wells up inside of you and then we get to feel it too. We have set goals in this church and we've exceeded those goals 
not just financially, but as far as our outreach is concerned, because we've come together as, a, as groups of love, as a radiating presence of God, and every time we do, we go above and beyond what it is our goal is for whatever outreach or whatever it is we're doing. That's because you guys have tuned into God in you. And as you've tuned into God in you, that love that's in your heart, that love that we radiate, that becomes the storehouse inside of your consciousness, inside of my consciousness. And then it overflows out. And it blesses everyone who comes into contact with us. And I even say that even with the Adopt-A-Pet. When we did our little Adopt-A-Pet, we tried doing it in September. We didn't have, we only had one or uh, one of... Uh, pet rescue here that actually had animals. There were two others that had things they were given. People came, but I still saw it as a success because those of us who were volunteering, we enjoyed each other so much. It was so much love radiating with us. And even uh, the teenagers, Joanna's kids who were here doing the face painting, it's just so joy ready and painting each other's faces and doing things and painting. It was a joy to see that. Like we got deeper and we bonded. It wasn't like we put everything up for nothing. We were ready for people to come in. We were ready for more people than last year. And we got to experience the love that it was deeper love than last year. Am I, am I uh, uh, right by saying that for those of you who were here? We enjoyed each other. That's being a blessing and being blessed in return. And we gave of our own money. We gave of our time, our treasure, our uh, talent, and our temple. And I'm seeing that it's going to be greater and greater and greater. Because we come together with that joy and that love. When the church split, there was an intention that was set. And out of that intention to be a, a vessel, be a, a, a house of love, there was a mission and a vision that was revamped and opened up. And the values were our daily way of living that ignites that way of giving. And I am so honored to be a part of this church. To see people who come in new feel loved and warm. The, the warm and warmth and love of our hearts. We had our goal of $50,000 to uh, do some renovations on the floors and doors. And we got beyond that. And you see the floors beautiful. And we're doubling it, and we're going to make that goal too. But it's because we are trusting and we are believing and we have turned it over to God. I um, heard this story of this guy who said his friend went to the doctor. And his doctor was, you know, doing the examination. He's touching him and stuff, and he poked him in the side. And the guy said, oh, that hurts. 
And doctor poked him again. He said, oh, that hurts. And doctor poked him one more time. He said, doc, I said that hurts. Why you keep poking me? He said, because it's not supposed to hurt when you poke there. So wherever it is that we are triggered when it comes to giving, when it comes to giving financially or whatever, there is that part where you get poked that is not supposed to hurt. I'm asking us to challenge ourselves and go deeper in our giving. Look at the areas where we need to strengthen and we need to go deeper and we need to heal that part that feels like a, a, a trigger. We can do exceedingly more than we already have done together. And I'm excited to see how much further we're going to go. Aren't y'all excited? Aren't you proud of yourselves? Okay. Well, maybe you're not. I'm not going to judge you, but I'll ask you again. Maybe you might have not said it and you weren't really telling the truth. Aren't you proud of yourselves? Yes. I'm proud of you too. We aren't just growing this church because we're offering things. We're growing uh, to, for the outreach and all of that. We're growing this church because we're offering the greatest thing we have to give. And that's a heart of love. But even in the heart of love, we need to go deeper. I'm challenging us to go deeper. There's a couple things that will bless us when we do. Let me find my little list here. And there's promises from God. Number one, as you give yourself in relationship with God, God will give God's self to you. Actually, God is always giving God's self to us. But as you give yourself in relationship with God, you will feel that love more deeply than you've ever imagined you can feel it. You will move into a deepness with God that is greater than you could ever feel. There is no love greater than God, and God can never outlove. I mean, we can never outlove or outgive God, but we can limit how it comes to us because you can only be loved, you can only receive to the degree that you are ready to receive and to give. To the degree that you are ready to be obedient in it. To, degree, to the degree that you are open and free to be a vessel of God's love in and through you. And when you have that relationship, it opens you up so that floodgates can come in. Number two, when you give as you are guided by God, you feel that joy inside. And when you stretch yourself and give even more, you feel even more joy inside. The person who is stretched by giving $5 joyfully and the person who is stretched by giving $5,000 or $500,000 joyfully still receives the same joy in God's law, in God's love, because they're stretched. Like the, young, the older lady in, with Je in the New, Old, New Testament who Jesus said gave her all, her last mites, her last little bit, Versus those who had a whole lot of money to give according to their income. Give in joy. Continue to give in joy. Smile when you bless. When you write out even to the utility companies, bless it. 
thank God that you have those companies to give us heat, to give us flushing the toilet and stuff like that. Because it used to be outhouses. I don't know that I could have lived. <laughs> too many bugs, too many thieves, too many critters. I would have spent too much time looking around than using the bathroom. Or holding it because I didn't want to go out there by myself. In the dark, right. Consistent giving creates a sense of discipline. And out of that discipline creates and radiates in you the vibration of that very thing that you are giving to the degree that you're giving it. And I'm ready to go greater. I don't know about y'all, but I am. And then God says to Malachi to share with Israel that if they give, just in the New Testament, giving you will receive, shaken down, pressed together, running over. He says that to uh, Malachi, says, the, I will open up the windows of heaven for you. So you're open to the, the, all of the joy, all of the abundance of heaven in every way. It may not, it won't always come the way you give it, but it will come. That is a promise that it will come and it will come exceedingly and abundantly. So we're not going to look on how it's going to come back to us. We're just going to expect that it will and celebrate that God will know a greater way than we can ever think of. Amen? The other thing is you will experience less lack because you're going to be radiating prosperity. And because of the law, divine law, you will divinely draw to yourself prosperity in every single way that you give. And the last thing that, you, that is in here that's even connected to when Jesus says that the, those who have ears to hear, let them hear, and you will receive of the tree of life. Is that the light that shines inside of you will shine even brighter. It says that all our, then all nations will call you blessed. For your land will be such a delight. Don't you feel delightful when you come in here? Okay. Y'all don't act like it right now. I'm just saying. Y'all just like when I do that, don't y'all? Do you feel blessed when you come in here? Real, for real. Yes? Thank you. <laughs> Teresa, do you feel blessed in here? I'm glad, because she's a visitor, one of our visitors. She's Ruth Ann's friend who came. Let's close our eyes so we can pray out. And I promise you this is completely different than how God brought it to me. So I'm just being obedient. Put your hand over your heart. And take a deep breath. Say, God, I love you. Forgive me for moments where I've walked away from you. Show me how to return to you in love. Show me how to open my heart to give and receive in love. And show me how to always celebrate that that giving and receiving is always from you. The giving and receiving is always from you. That was a long one. I'll break it up next time. I am ready 
to go greater. I am ready to go deeper. I am ready to heal that trigger in my heart. Bless me deeply, God. Show me how to heal it, God. And heal, and in that healing, God, bless me to have the joy. And in that healing, God, bless me to have the joy that I will receive as I go through the struggle of healing that trigger to step into the freedom of being more open and receptive to your love. I give myself away so you can use me. Thank you, God, for using me. Thank you, God, for activating me. Thank you, God, for purifying me. Thank you, God, for the understanding, for the willingness, for the readiness, and for the ability to do what you guide me to do. Take a deep breath. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. And so it is, and we let it be. Amen. Thank you all.
Lead me on and on. I love it, I love it, I love it. Ah, well, we're going to go on and on into our prosperity moment where we uh, do our love offering so that we can do our giving. So I invite you to gently close your eyes, take a deep breath. Feel what you feel led to give for today's love offering and even what you may feel led to give in addition to your love offering for today. And go ahead and take another deep breath in gratitude and thanksgiving, seeing yourself blessing even before we say it from your heart, blessing that love offering and thanking God for being it, for giving it and for opening us up to receive it. And let's go ahead and affirm our love offering blessing together. Divine love through me blesses and multiplies all that I am, all that I have, all that I give, and all that I receive. Thank you, God. Amen. Let's stand so we can do our um, prayer for protection. And remember, for those of you who may not have your love offering here to give to the usher, you can do it online by going to unityfh.com, hit that donate button, and you can give that way, or you can send in a check. <clears throat> you can send it to 32.5, well, Unity of Farmington Hills first. You got to write it out to Unity of Farmington Hills. You can't just send it. Um, and, <laughs> and, then, and the address is 32500 West 13 Mile Road, Farmington Hills, Michigan, 48334. I did that for you. I did that for you, Dennis. He likes doing that with me. Let's go ahead and affirm our love offering blessing. I mean, our uh, prayer for protection. But do it with the love in your heart that we're doing it for ourselves and everyone else in the world. Together, surrounds us. The love of God enfolds us. The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. Wherever we are, God is and all is well. Thank you for listening to this Unity of Farmington Hills podcast. We hope this has encouraged you, inspired you, and uplifted you. If you are unable to attend our Sunday gatherings but would still like to support our spiritual community, visit our giving page, unityfh.com donate.